scrolling through these bullet points. What's nice is when I just went on Twitter and said, hey, is this the thing with the figure? A whole bunch of people were really quick to just tell me, like, yes or no, that is a thing or that is not a thing. And so a bunch of these bullet points, I'm like, hey, I already knew some of this. I just went on Twitter and I said, I'm ignorant. And then people filled in my gaps for me. What the f*** is going on down there? Yeah, Soundwave and Doombox. That's what, oh, that's what they're calling his um the you know that 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 cassette tape thing that that figure came with that didn't really transform. It was just like a, supposed to be like a hover car. They're calling it the friggin' Doombox. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm down. Okay. Whatever. I don't even need to, I'm prepared now. Hi Seth, welcome to the show. I'm good to go. Hi. I know that there's something out there called the Doombox. Yeah, you do. Uh, I know that people seem to be having some trouble with uh, Blitzwing being in the Bumblebee movie. Yeah, that was the whole, that was the whole thing. I, it's You and I have had this talk on this podcast before of, like, it's been now 11 years. Surely the last... I mean, Grant, I can see how it's a little different in this case because it's the new movie with the new director who is showing a lot of promise. But still... Like, let's not friggin' get hung up on the part where the movie Transformer doesn't look like the name they gave it. Like, I thought it was Starscream, too, and maybe it is, and this is all a ruse. Who cares? Maybe if the colors weren't so Starscream-y, but as long as he turns into a tank at some point, I'll I'll be okay with it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, one of the panels, they straight up said, uh, I believe, at the Bumblebee movie panel, I'll go double check, but I believe that's where they said, oh, this is, they're confirming that the two goons who are going to be the villains for most of the movie are are confirmed as triple changers. So, it's in the movie. You know, like one of them, did they, the toy did is... Did they a, say what the other was? Um, it's, well, it's Shatter and Dropkick are, I believe, confirmed as triple changers because the when they revealed them in that article, their alt modes were muscle cars and that the toys that they've shown for them so far are helicopters. Oh. So it's basically like, okay, those two are triple changers. If the if the big bad villain is Blitzwing, that thematically fits. If he's not, then like, hey, maybe that's like the, the big weak part of the movie <laughs> that they misuse the name Blitzwing, I guess. Um, then what else is now? Yeah, it's like oh, a Transformers movie misused a name. Like, hey, maybe it's a better movie, and then this is the one mark against it. Instead of like, it's it's the friggin' cherry on top of all the stuff you can throw at the movie. Uh, Seth, it's San Diego Comic Con post weekend. They 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 announced a lot of Transformers stuff there, and somehow I didn't think they were going to announce this much, but I forgot it was also a new movie year, and that like it was its own separate beast of an entity. Uh. So we're going to be digging into a lot of San Diego in this episode. Uh, Hope that you're all ready and raring. Uh, I actually didn't get into very much discussion about a lot of this stuff because I was busy the day that they revealed a ton of it. Uh, So it's it's still fairly fresh to me. Uh, Our topic list is kind of just chopped into four chunks, uh, which is roughly how we're going to go through it. But we're not going to like in order go through literally every link i opened up with what i called the baseline stuff which was the hasbro panel uh the hasbro breakfast and then just throwing in there the g1 reissue stuff because that's that's small enough that we can just pop it in but um south they revealed a ton of stuff like this felt almost like a botcon tier reveal of stuff yeah it's almost overwhelming uh because i wasn't able to really keep up on it 
as it was happening last week because um we were shorthanded at work mm-hmm. so i was just scrambling all day at work and also i had a sinus infection mm-hmm. uh that was real bad that then became a lymph node infection that no. was real bad so it was like it was like all the teeth on the right side of my face having screaming painful cavity laden toothaches at the same time for about a week that's no good <laughs> so i was barely making it through my work day <laughs> yeah um let alone paying attention to anything fun because <laughs> i was uh, it was a bad week bro well let me let me throw out the first the first kind of this is like this is like the, the appetizer to the news then all right uh, let's, they, let's get they, them onion or uh mozzarella sticks Oh, friggin' friggin' hell yeah! They uh, they <laughs> let us know who won all the Hall of Fame stuff. So uh, I think my predictions actually hit it. So the toy winner, uh, to no one's surprise, I'm pretty sure, was Battle Trap, because um, those two little Legends toys who are now Battle Trap took the friggin' fandom by storm. Uh, best character went to Black Arachnia, which makes me happy because I I made quite an argument for this. Like Omega Supreme was never gonna win it. It was gonna come down to Black Arachnia and Unicron, and and Unicron is nowhere near the actual three dimensional character Black Arachnia is. If you just sort of add up all the fiction uh, that has used those two names, Unicron is at best, I think, in Prime had had some emotive range, but like often is just a force with a voice actor behind it. Uh, and so, as far as best character, he's probably the biggest nostalgia hit. But Black Arachnia has got. Uh, a few appearances in a couple of shows that that had some nuance and probably deserved it more. And guess what? She got it. Um, that's also another another uh, Hall of Fame win for the Beast Wars cast. So high five to all y'all Beast Wars folks. Uh, and then the human induction was uh, John Barber, who is currently the main editor at IDW. He's before been the editor at IDW during Transformers. He's one of the lead creatives on IDW's Transformers comics and enormously deserves to have been inducted into the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. So I was happy to see that. Um, so I don't know if there are people out there who uh, had like, who had like bets running or anything, but, but I hope, I hope everything went well for all of you. Um, Seth, are you here? I had $50 riding on it. Excellent. I lost. Not so excellent. No. But Seth, uh, how do you feel about the Hall of Fame picks? Are you are you uh, did you did you flip a chair over uh, upon hearing any of this, or is it is it all cool? No, that's fine. Yeah. It's it's democracy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to lead a uh, a push to get John Barber impeached, but you know that's a story for another time. We're raising yeah. funds. Get yeah, some you've got a. Going. Well, you've got your own website with a video streaming platform on it that we can... Oh, no, wait, it's Facebook. Well, you've got, you've got a Facebook stream running where you can explain all of that freaking stuff. Um, <laughs> let's get into, into some of the toy stuff. And let's... I put this one first because... In- informationbattle.com. Yeah. <laughs> I put this first because I know this is not really uh, your bag that much. It's It's become my bag the more I'm seeing of it. But I wanted to touch on the new Cyberverse stuff that they showed up. This is the new... Um, aimed at kids, Transformers cartoon and toy line. Uh, it's kind of taking the helm that was held by Rid 2015. Uh, it's the one where there's a ton of 
basically evergreen G1 designs in it. And the crux of the cartoon is it's repairing Bumblebee's memories. So it's him and Windblade kind of like going through his memories and trying to figure out what it is that he forgot that was so important. Um, there's actually, they showed a couple clips of the show, the opening, and then like a, a clip of the show uh, that leaked to YouTube. And I just saw them today. And the clip of the show that leaked, it, it makes me actually kind of psyched for this show if this is going to be the way they do it. But um, Seth, I neglected to get the link into the topic list because I kind of watched it right before we got onto Discord. Um, well, it's in this post. Is it in the post? Okay. Yeah, if you scroll down a little bit. Okay, good. <laughs> I love Dinobot posted it in the thread. Hooray! Because uh, the scene is Bumblebee trying to remember the first time he saw Megatron. And it was a really cool scene. It's Megatron standing on a podium with like uh, like Starscream and Optimus and RC and Ratchet behind him, giving his big speech about how he's going to, you know, rise up the people of, uh, of Cybertron under, under you know, till all are one and then a big Decepticon banner behind him. Uh, the voice actor, I thought, was super solid. He was like this. He was like a vertical slice of all the good Megatron voices put together. Uh, kind of Welkerish when he got quiet, but kind of Fred Tataskior when he was getting loud. Uh, a little touch of that Machinima Megatron in all the right ways. And uh, I, I was like, if the structure of the show maybe is, you know, is going to be like a best, a streamlined best of, of just like Transformers story concepts over the years, um, fit into this one kind of pseudo continuity. Like I'm kind of down for that. Cause that, that was a very IDW kind of scene. Uh, very or very comic book kind of scene if you roll in War Within as well, and I thought it was cool. Um, there's a lot of debate about the the art style and the character models, and I'm kind of shrugging. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they're not like they're not prime budget, but I, I, I'm fine with them personally. Uh, Seth, did you get a chance to check out that clip before we got on here? Uh, not before. I tried to look at it just now, but when I clicked on it, it says this video contains content from Hasbro Studios. Did they claim who it? Who has blocked it on they, copyright They grounds. claimed it! Oh, man. Okay. Uh, hopefully that means they'll just release it in the next couple of weeks as a promo. Yeah. It, Sounds uh, cool, though. Apparently they showed <laughs> um, a couple scenes from the Bumblebee movie as well, and I immediately went to look to see if those got leaked, because those scenes sounded cool. We'll talk about them in a bit. Uh, but they also showed yeah. a bunch of a bunch of Cyberverse toys we haven't seen yet, uh, even though the line has just launched um, in the UK and in America and in Canada. People are starting to find it. Uh, the toys they show, like there was some cool stuff, mostly in that the one size class I like uh, is getting more characters, which is like the deluxe cl class. Basically, they showed a Megatron for that size class, which makes me happy. Um, but Seth, was there anything jumping at you from this Cyberverse stuff that you wanted to hit? Uh, it's interesting that they seem to be starting with lower tier seekers like Acid Storm. I almost um, wondered, like, some, me and some people were wondering, like, is this maybe just the way they shake up using the seekers? Is like, what if we, yeah. what if we just get ones that are more wild to look at? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I think it's cool to to not just you know do the bog standard these three. And then yeah. maybe the cone heads, if we can figure out how to make their heads coney. Otherwise, we'll just forget it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of cool that they're starting with Acid Storm and Slipstream. Um, then, like, so some of these pictures are a little weird. Like, are is this supposed to be, like, showing that some of them have, like, a spring gimmick? Or are you looking at the ones that, that say parts scout move? class? Yeah. 
Yeah, so the scout class is the one where I I would like to know how this does about two years from now when the information is there. The scout class toys don't have a vehicle. They go from robot to half-formed vehicle with, like, an action feature. So it's like they change from oh. from mid-transformation <laughs> to robot mode. Uh, I, I and hate I, that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 mean, I mean, just for my taste, I'm like, well, that ain't for me whatsoever. I'm curious if it works, because, you know, who knows? Maybe they cracked a code with them. Uh, the Warrior class is basically the Deluxe class. It's the one that I think collectors are going to be digging, or at least people who just want, like, you know, robot to alt mode. Uh, Ultra class looks interesting, but seems to be kind of a toss-up between their big and maybe their primarily a gimmick first uh warrior class is the one to look at like if there's one thing about yeah. this line that's kind of messing with me there's there's warrior class ultra class scout class and legends class legends and warrior are kind of like the ones i'm into ultra and scout are the scout i'm definitely not really into and i'm bummed out that scout class is occupying a space like that but that you know whatever it's not really my my line i guess uh but yeah the scout class things as far as i have understood it they all just <sighs> are more of a feature toy with a robot mode um yeah i just uh so i think a while back maybe a year or so ago i want to say i have a vague memory of there being like some official slide picture that had like a mid transformation in in it alongside the the complete robot or vehicle whatever it was yeah and it was just like a weird slide that they had and I was like, okay, well, is that what these are? Like, they're like the the slides are meant to advertise the spring gimmick, and they don't show them fully transformed because we got two jet types in like gear walk modes, and then <laughs> Prime basically with his hip displaced and his legs going the wrong way. Yeah. Um. But now knowing that it's just like this half transformed thing who who wants that like it just seems like uh are kids gonna want that that's that's (laughs) why i'd I'd like to know how it does is what i want to know like it it's it's kind of like you know when they when they brought out the titans which were like the big soap bottle toys where it's like cheap but huge and it's just like you can move the arms forward and backwards and apparently those things do gangbusters so i'm like i'd like to know if this experiment works like i i can see how the conversation went of like hey what if you know, all the warrior class toys have a spring load gimmick. So what if we take it another step with the cheaper size class and make them like a mixture of a spring load gimmick and a one step changer, you know, that's supposed to just be like action first, you know, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But even if it was like, not a very good looking jet or truck, like how much, like it looks like there could be one more step and then it would be like close enough. Like you just got to flip them legs back on the jets and, yeah, and then like flip prime's head down and just pretend the arms are more flush against the side. And it would be like close enough like upside right to pass the but wind blade and slipstream like such a dumb idea <laughs> their leg articulation looks like you could just flip the legs back uh you well, know with wind blade it's harder to see on slipstream but there's like all of her torso sticking straight down 
I mean, you know, again, as a kid... So she'd be like a weird z- zigzag shape. Like, I'm, I'm putting myself in the state where, as a kid, I was I was able... I was cool with Hot Wheels as long as I stood them up and pretended the underside was a robot face. Mm-hmm. So I could see with a kid going like, well, if I fold the legs back, it looks a bit more like a jet. It, it is more the Megatron and the Optimus, where it's like the legs are the alt mode, and then from the waist up, it's a robot. Where I'm, I'm just curious how these connect with kids... Uh, like it's just they're so obviously not for the older collector. I don't, I don't even f- know how to criticize it if I even should be, because it's like yeah, this this is a hundred percent not for me. I, I just well, I just bummed out. It's the Scout class. I'm not I, even arguing that. I'm arguing is it even for kids? And that, like, and and like do, how <laughs> how will we know? Right? Like the best we can do is kind of role play being a kid and. Like I know that I know little kid me would have probably found the action feature, and this is me trying to remember, right? I think I would have found the action feature neat, and then I would have been bummed out that I couldn't get the head to fold down, and I'd think I was doing something wrong. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I want to know how they do. Um, at a certain point, I just I just feel like the, like what is criticizing these even <laughs> like? Uh, well, when you go to the store and it's the only thing on the shelf for eight months then you'll know yeah although like that was the case with those titan things right and and then it turns out oh no they're shelf warming just because they're so cheap to make when they're the best-selling toy on the shelves there's also still tons of them on the shelves (laughs) yeah but i i i don't think that's a good analog comparison because for as nothing as those seem those are nothing all the time this is a little robot that turns into nothing. Yeah, <laughs> like, and yeah, you know, I just I I I hope I hope that like there's some way to fit. Like I think the way we'll know if this took or not is if Scout class continues into year two of Cyberverse. Yeah. Um, because there were Rid toys like when when Rid 2015 started, they had the similar thing of like there are you know four to eight different price points of the same characters all in you know different deliveries, and then by year two or three, it pared down a lot. And kind of found a focus. Uh, so I'm I'm taking the scout class as like this is the kooky experimentation part yeah. of this line. Well, I I wonder if it isn't a half step toward um the the smallest size class, like a, a future scout class line of being a non transforming robot with an action feature. I would love to see that if I'm being honest. Like, right. And like, I wonder if that's what somebody was trying to do with this. And then someone higher up in the the food chain was like, they're transformers that have to turn into something. Yeah. Which is, which is like, if you look at some of the gimmicks, right? Like Slipstreams is kind of based on her being the jet thing. It looks like with the flip around cannons, but like Optimus's gimmick is his cannon comes over his arm when you lift his arm up. And like, he doesn't have to be a truck to do that uh windblade has blades come out of her wings and she doesn't have to be a jet for that to you know mean something yeah. so yeah like it does almost in a way feel like the vehicle modes maybe were maybe maybe it is the case like this was supposed to be robots with action features and then the shareholders were like this is transformers and they're like okay turn optimus at the pecs 180 degrees we'll put a plate on his butt that looks like the front of a truck there <laughs> he transformed like maybe these were even going to be like a price a price point below, and then it's like okay, well if we got to add like one more moving part and some wheels, we'll make it the scout class. Like that's one of those things we're never actually going to find out. But no, that's actually a yeah. really good idea I hadn't considered. 
um like yeah. now that I'm looking... I, I would be into that like i've kind of argued for and in having an interest in a non-transforming transformer line yeah and like i think yeah we've talked about this before like I, the high-end versions of those are often really interesting action figures and it it's just a shame that it's always confined to that higher end where yeah it's they're a lo- so big and so expensive i'm not getting into it yeah like like scout class especially where the robot modes are like what three to four inches tall it's like uh-huh. do a gi joe optimus prime and like i'm i'm down give him a flip out gimmick on one of his arms sure like yeah oh i wonder if maybe they might do that for year two or something squeeze their legs together watch them punch yeah they uh they they have lines like that for for what like for marvel stuff and for star wars like mm-hmm. like that black panther kids line um i can't like make the excuse to actually buy a whole lot of it because eventually i need to not buy everything but that's some of the most fun looking stuff on the shelves i'm not buying at a toys r us is like the friggin' the black panther oh, like so the black panther kids line has stuff like this black panther car that transforms into a piloted like panther robot uh-huh and it's just, it looks so cool. It's like, I don't know. I, I think it's really fun stuff. Uh, and it's all like just kooky gimmick oriented, but like, it just looks neat. Um, anyway, uh, that's more talk about Cyberverse than I was expecting us to do. I'm very happy. Uh, oh, will you invoke, invoke Toys R Us? Let me ask you this while it's on my mind. All right. Did they, did they close some number of stores in Canada? Not that I'm aware, or is it not to a oh. degree that I'm aware of making headlines. Like sometimes they close, but right because I was listening to this podcast and someone mentioned that Toys R Us only is exists in Canada now, and one of the guests was Canadian, and she said no, they're closed here too. That's wrong. And they were like, what? I thought I heard that they were still open in Canada, and I'm like, yeah, if they're not, then. I know some people who are going somewhere else thinking they're in a Toys R Us. <laughs> um, yeah, no. And she's I mean, like, no, no, they closed here too. And I'm, I'm like, I don't think this girl knows. I, I don't even know if she's really Canadian now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's still, there's still, you know, multiple Toys R Uses in the in the GTA, the Greater Toronto area. There's, there's Toys R Uses still on on the island in Victoria. Like, I mean, like I said, they sometimes they close, but just because yeah. stores close, not. Like like Toys R Us Canada on Twitter was real loud and clear. Like like I think because of ideas like that to say like, hey FYI, Toys R Us in Canada is still thriving and a thing. We aren't dead. Like they they were really loud about that um, for a good like week or two. Yeah, I, so I was, I was just thinking a, like was just maybe a, the one near where she lived closed, and that was yeah, it. And then she assumed that it was all of them. <laughs> like like i was just i mean you know that is a toy fan thing to do right <laughs> but i was just in a toys r us the other day so hopefully i uh, you know are you sure yeah hopefully i wasn't <laughs> deceived jiminy cricket what if they call what if they got me <laughs> was uh, the was the r like flipped around the correct way and that's oh, how no. you know you're a knockoff toys r us <laughs> i was in toys r us um Seth, I, I had to... a grandma that refused to to say the R in Toys R Us. She would just call it Toys Us uh, because it bothered her that the R was backwards, so she refused to acknowledge it. I mean, most people would just say Toys Russ. 
Because like that's that's the more offensive part is that you're trying to say the R is actually the word R, even though there are apostrophes on either side of it. Uh, when I was a kid, no, I used she, to say she just wouldn't even acknowledge that the R was there. I used to say that's Toys Russ when I was a kid all the time. Could be. Um, Seth, I want I want to talk to you about live action Transformers movies. Okay, but don't those worry. Are a thing that no, they no. keep doing. There's a, no, this new director this time. This is actually more, like more exciting than it ever has been because maybe the movie will be uh, okay. Um, they dropped a whole lot of news about uh, the Bumblebee movie, studio series, and everything. Uh, the first link in that studio series block of stuff uh, is actually the first thing I wanted to hit. There was some poster apparently which showed the robot mode scaling on the studio series, but also showed the first 25 entries into the studio series. And, uh, the thing about it that I thought was kind of funny, even though I recall them kind of saying this was going to happen is about, a about, let's see, two fifths of it is Bumblebee or the Bumblebee movie. Um, because I distinctly recall when studio series was kind of getting bounced around at first, there was some soundbite that someone had picked up where they were like, also, FYI, Studio Series is basically going to be the Bumblebee movie line when that movie comes out. So if you look at Studio Series entries uh, 15 onwards, you will notice that that's where the Bumblebee movie happens. Because entries 15, 18, 19, 20, 24, and 25 are all Bumblebee. Uh, granted, also, entries 19 and 20 are those Bumblebees with the gold plating that come with the dino cassettes. Um, and like this list also includes like Thundercracker at number nine. So while it is off putting to some to see that many Bumblebees, that is including probably all the ones that are going to be store exclusives as well. Um, which I think is going to include like, like number 20, like number 24 and number 18 are both Volkswagen Bumblebees that both look very much the same. And I believe one of them is in a two pack with a modern Bumblebee. Yeah, I think 24 and 25 are a two pack where, the Volkswagen Bumblebee is going to have, like, either one of the two Volkswagens is coming out with, like, rust paint, and then one of them's coming out clean, and I forgot which one it is, but, like, 24 and 25 are a two-pack. Uh, number 15 is the brand new one, because that's a 77 Camaro Bumblebee who comes with a human figure of the human girl who is the lead human in the Bumblebee movie, so no one seems to know where that's coming out. But, uh, Studio Series, I'm loving the robot mode scale thing. I really like number 10, Jazz, being that tiny. I finally saw one in person. I think that looks really cool, to be honest. Um, and then we also had a bunch of Bumblebee movie news. But, uh, the Studio Series stuff, a lot of it is kind of condensed into this list of characters. There's also gonna be, like, number 16 is gonna be Ratchet with the gray paint job on the vehicle mode. Uh, number 17 is a repaint of uh, Lockdown as a Shadow Raider, which is one of the just, I think, random robots from Age of Extinction. Um, that's also number 23, the KSI Sentry. I think 23 and 17 are both supposed to be just some of those random background robots from Movie 4. Uh, and number 22 is Dropkick, one of the two thugs uh, antagonists from the uh, the Bumblebee movie with a helicopter alt mode. That toy looks pretty darn cool. And number 21 is the uh, freshly revealed Starscream with the tattoos and the buzzsaw arm, whereas the first release of that that we can all buy right now is him from movie one with the rocket arm. Um, 
I'm able to keep track of a lot of third-party companies, and maybe that enters into the part where I'm able to keep such track of the studio series, that and everything <laughs> having a number. But uh, I've seen some people start to get confused by this big list, and so I'm like, don't worry. If you get confused, just ask me. Now that they've actually numbered everyone and made a, made a, a friggin' image that is all of the toys standing next to each other with numbers above their heads, to me, this line is, is imminently cat, uh, catalogable. But, um, Catastrophic. <laughs> catastrophically catalogable uh so i don't know seth uh you got any reactions to some of this fresh um movie toy stuff um or the fact that it looks like the bumblebee movie is getting to jump right into studio series with all the scaled robot modes well it makes sense to put it in studio series but um our so like these figures from the older movies are are they reissuing those molds or are these just like placeholder images? Oh no, like, uh, uh, what's an example? Like, which one do you mean? Well, I mean, a lot of them look super familiar, like number five oh. Optimus Prime and number six Starscream. Yeah. Aren't those just the old toys? No, no, a studio series is, is aside from number three, studio series, well, number three and number nine, uh, it's all original stuff. Like, some of it is based mm. on ideas from older toys, but. This whole line is is new toys with the idea that their robot modes all scale to each other. So the vehicle modes don't necessarily, but the robot modes uh -huh. are, are designed to follow the scale of the movie models. And uh, up yeah. to number well, 10. Well, it's just 10? some of them look... Yeah. I mean, yeah, just some of these robot modes look old <laughs> to it's me. Cause they're, it's because they're movie designs too, right? But I can guarantee you those toys yeah, are new. Yeah, but you'd think they'd, they'd be better at it. Like that... That blackout, that newer blackout, is objectively superior in appearance to the original blackout. Yeah. Like, this Optimus Prime just looks like the old Optimus Prime, That's as is the Starscream. At least to me, they, they look, they just, they, they look like the old toys to me. Well, I think, I think it's in part, well, the, so the Starscream, well, Starscream and Optimus, I think they kind of hit them as far as toys go more often than, like, Blackout's one toy that he got. Mm -hmm. But also, like, that Starscream is using a ton of the ideas from the Dark of the Moon Deluxe, and that Optimus is this kind of magical pastiche of, like, a bunch of different Voyager Optimus toys, movie and otherwise, from the last couple years. Um, but I think, I think with those two, especially there are just so many movie Optimus and Starscream toys that kind of hit the robot mode. Um, at, like I felt that way too, at a glance, these aren't really doing anything. It's, it's, it's in hand that they, they do a ton more, um, that mm -hmm. ratchet as well, actually, cause like that ratchet is borrowing a lot of ideas from, uh, one of the old deluxe ratchets, but he's kind of executing them all a little bit better. Um, but yeah, up, everything up to number 13 uh, is out on shelves right now. Um, so they're, they, they're, they're out and about. Um, <laughs> Not around here. I'm still finding like wave one uh, Titan Masters. I guess I should say out on shelves. Prime Masters, quote unquote. whatever it's called. And, and like technically number 14, that Ironhide has been found by some folks. But anything from 15 onwards, no one's gotten in hand yet. Um... And, and yeah, we still don't know how that Bumblebee with Charlie is going to be coming out. Um, I, I also, Charlie. I should say this is not the entire Bumblebee movie toy line. Like, they also showed a bunch of, like, you know, regular kids toys for the Bumblebee movie as well. Um, I just didn't really keep track of a lot of those because they were, 
they're the kind of toys that all kind of turn into a mush for me <laughs> when I look at them. Um, like there's like, you know, one step changers. Like the, the one thing about a lot of these toys is they are the only way we've seen some, like it's the only way that we've seen, um, shatter as a toy so far. She's going to get studio series though. Um, so I, I just don't have much to say about them cause there's, there's so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah there's like titan changer shatter and bumblebee and there's a voice changer helmet i'm I'm just kind of beelining in oh okay i didn't mean to do that but i am just kind of focusing in on the studio series right now uh-huh. um but yeah there's like a there's a titan side like those titan toys we were just talking about they're doing a bumblebee and a shatter who actually transform um and i will just grab you the image link for that because it's way easier than digging through all those things and yeah. in, in this, you and can see the not like, having seen any of these in the wild, the ones that are out, um, probably added to my confusion as to yeah. <laughs> what the deal was with these pictures. <laughs> but these these are the Titan Changers. So these are like the soap bottle toy scale and robot modes, um, but with a transformation. And so like Shatter there, you can see that like she's got the muscle car torso in her robot design, but then the alt mode they gave her is her other you know flight mode basically, where she can, she kind of looks like Armada Starscream actually. I'm just realizing. Yeah, so the big soap bottle, cheapy toys, uh, do more as far as transformation than the scouts. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool. I get it now. I get it. Yeah, I see. <laughs> I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. Um, there is also a Bumblebee movie panel uh, where the first thing I saw was at the very end, Peter Cullen came up to ask a question, and then he assumed the role of Optimus Prime, and literally it was kind of like, that's a nice looking movie you've got there. Um, I noticed a lack of Optimus Prime. Uh, what does an Autobot have to do to get his own movie? And then because he's kind of portraying movie prime when he's saying that, I was like, there's this sort of hilarious threatening undertone to what he's saying. It's like movie prime walking into Bumblebee's new movie set where all the robots are, you know, more cartoony and everything seems happier. And movie prime just kind of sauntering in going like nice looking movie set you have here would be a shame if I bisected one of your antagonists with a giant knife. <laughs> when do I get my movie? It's like the the last bunch of movies were your movie, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 dropped a bunch of uh, movie info. They showed some clips. Apparently, Shatter and Dropkick actually make friends with the military unit that's led by John Cena and convince that unit that they're good guys and that Bumblebee is a criminal. Um. <gasps> Which I think sounds really cool because it means that like movie Decepticons are going to actually be doing vaguely clever stuff, as opposed to just showing up and screaming De- at people. Deceptive? Are they being deceptive? They're they're yo. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, they're following their namesake. Uh, and uh, yeah. Are but, they are they running a con? They are deceptively running a con on Agent Burns, portrayed by John Cena. Um who was wearing a Bumblebee robot costume at San Diego Comic-Con, by the way. Okay, how much would you give me, like, like money, if watching the Bumblebee movie in the theater, um, you know at some point John Cena is going to have, like, some quip, some, some one-liner or something? Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to do the action movie thing where he's like, He's single-handedly gonna kill Blitzwing, and then then he'll have like his quip, yeah. um, and then 
then uh, how much will you pay me if I yell out in the theater? That was a sick burns. I'd definitely buy you a coffee sometime down the road. Coffee. State of California says coffee gives you cancer. Uh, I mean, I could also buy you an orange juice. Oh, if you want to make it worse. <laughs> yeah, all those orange carcinogens. All that, all the, sorry, all that citric carcinogenic uh, uh, dew getting into your system. Yeah. Um, do do. Whoa. And apparently, so some of the other scenes they showed is apparently, uh, it sounds like the opening of the movie is Bumblebee and Blitzwing having a fight in a mountain, that Bl- and then Bumblebee loses the fight, <laughs> gets severely injured, and loses his memory, uh, and then gets found by uh, by Charlie. And oh, apparently Optimus Prime says the other thing. Peter Cullen goes up going like, there's this distinct lack of Optimus Prime in the footage. Apparently Optimus Prime was in the footage in a hologram form looking much closer to the G1 design. So maybe mm. Peter Cullen just didn't recognize himself anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's used to. I don't appear to have giant knives in my arms. Yeah, where's, where's my... my weird lips? <laughs> yeah, where's my <laughs> mouth? Why am I not murdering someone? <laughs> uh, and they also apparently showed a fight scene between Shatter, Dropkick, and Bumblebee, and. Uh, I'm just, I'm really up for what they're describing with this movie. A movie where there's kind of like two and a half, three Decepticons, two Decepticons being the main villains who are, you know, running a con on some human military chasing after one Autobot. Like, that seems like a, that seems like a feature film story that's tellable, you know? Like, maybe it won't be utterly bewildering uh, to look at. Uh, Oh, and apparently, um, physically, during filming of the movie, in place of, you know, Bumblebee, they had a man on stilts. Uh, which means that this, so, so the, the Michael Bay movies always just had at best a giant head on a stick floating around to represent the Transformers. This means there was actually a person with four limbs portraying a Transformer on set. That's already Mm. way more than what we got in the last decade, as far as the Transformers having a presence that the actors could interact with, uh, on set. So that's also making me feel pretty good. I don't know if I like that. The stilts or head on a stick is a tried and true method. Those movies made billions of dollars. Tradition stuff is this some kind of tradition thing? Well, if it ain't broke, I mean, those movies made billions of dollars. And if they were heads on sticks, then I say you stick with the sticks. Well, okay, but hear me out. So one head on one stick made billions, right? What about an entire person on two sticks, aka stilts? Overkill. We're gonna make you're blowing your. Bl- that's way. That sounds more expensive. We're gonna make double billions to do, or as we say in the business, we're gonna make billions with this oh, movie. Okay. Oh, I didn't know you were gonna use technical mo- movie terminology. I'm just trying I'm to big dog on you. This. I can't. Yeah, I'm just. I'm. I'm throwing my weight around here. Um. Apparently, there was also some comment on Michael Bay's lack of subtlety during the panel. <laughs> uh. I think it's real funny that actually if that they so in the panel not only that but when 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 Peter Cullen as Optimus Prime said how do I get my own movie Travis Knight apparently went like well I mean you know you are leader of the Autobots but what's your range uh can you can you show me elated and I was like freaking th- shade thrown at movie Optimus Prime <laughs> 
because he basically was like all right movie optimus prime sh- do happy for me and then it's like uh <laughs> rip somebody's face off <laughs> yeah i'm happy i'm enjoying doing this um i feel like the part where they were the last night quote unquote only made you know some massive amount of money uh and you know they've they've parted ways with the michael bay series for what seems like for good now aside from these you know toys that are doing throwbacks i I like the idea that maybe on you know the production level people are more okay to throw a bit of shade at the obvious nonsense parts of that last decade of movies um i mean they they did it what am i saying they did it when the movies came out too like you remember that whole cycle every time a new transformers movie comes out everyone involved goes like we we know the last one was kind of a mess but this time this time we got it this time it's a mess (laughs) uh anyway that's that's about the the gist of most of the movie stuff that i wanted to touch on and seth is there anything else you wanted to hit no you uh you down crazy you down for a volkswagen bumblebee toy at all uh yeah some of the the volkswagen bumblebee toys have been get really kind of cool looking yeah Yeah. um like the the main thing about the one they've shown for the studio series that i'm I'm not as into is the amount of a lot of his volkswagen mode being a backpack in a way that i kind of i'm noticing too much because uh, if I if I like cover up that backpack stuff, I like the new take on the chest that's like a mixture of you know old movie Bumblebee but with rounder parts. Like I think it looks really cool. Uh, yeah. I just I just wish more of that was in the 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 robot mode than it was like folded up on his back. But you know I, I've been fine with other toys that do that, and I'm sure I'll get over it with this one. Uh, I don't know about this tiny Charlie figure that looks like she's going. <laughs> There's only so much you can do with, like, what, an inch of plastic? <laughs> yeah, but she's got, like, the one knee out and her arms folded. Like, she's going... <laughs> that that feels like something like that they sculpted. irritated. It, it feels like something they sculpted before they even looked at, like, what the actual movie footage looks like. Yeah, they're just like, just do a girl. And they're like, yeah. this, is, this is what every woman in my life always looks at me like. <laughs> and I'm not learning any lessons from it. <laughs> Uh, I've learned a lesson, and that's to always get ready to be surprised by what they do with Generations, Seth, because we got the Fresh Generations line here. Oh, the The freshest Generations. The start of the War for Cybertron trilogy in Generations. This is Siege, uh, where they've described this this is alien vehicle modes. Uh, This is all-out war. It's supposed to be gritty, which manifests in that all the toys have got, like, dry brushing on parts to look like they're scraped they're scraped and scratched up um this line is full of stuff so what they're going to be doing is in the small price point which i believe is the one currently occupied by the pretender shells um which i've not really been all that into um i have i've been fiddling with them in my hands this whole show well the the new thing they're doing is going to be weaponizers which is basically a target master it's so like, you know, a little thing that turns into a weapon. And they're going to be bringing back MicroMasters and, like, yeah. straight-up G1-ass MicroMasters. Granted, it's it's all been Thanosed in that they are all representatives of four robot teams, except that there's only now two of each of them. Uh, the other two are nowhere to be seen. Uh, also, they all have a highly questionable 
an entirely adorable weapon mode. Um, some of them kind of work. Some of them, like, you know, the one with the two cars, the red car and the silver car, their weapon mode is mm-hmm. just two cars <laughs> pressed together and then stuck on someone's arm. Um, I think that weapon mode is adorable. Uh, and I think that that's actually only seen in the slides. I'm just now realizing. So I'm going to go dig that up. Um, but we also saw the, the one thing that, that people noticed about this, which you can't disagree with all that we saw were Autobots. Uh, <gasps> they have not shown any Decepticons yet. No Decepticons at all ever. Granted, there are no Decepticons. The artwork there clearly shows Tetrajets. So they probably just aren't ready to be seen yet. And also, I'm happy the artwork is showing Tetrajets because with the way that a lot of these vehicle modes just look like Earth modes for the most part with extra things added to them, I was worried that like if they did the Seekers, it would just be an F-15 with like two more wings or something like that, uh, which you know, is cool, but I wanted to see new Tetrajets. Anyway, here's Seth. Check this out. Check out the weapon mode for the race patrol. It's excellent. I actually love it. <laughs> <laughs> They've turned into a gun. Do you see it? Mm. It's a gun. There's clearly four holes pointing forwards. Mm. Anyway. Uh, hey, you know what is crazy? What's up? This Ultra Magnus... I'll tell you why I think it's crazy. Why do you think it's crazy? Um, it's like crazy cool, but also crazy like what? Uh, because the vehicle mode looks so much like Car Robots Ultra Magnus. Hell yeah! And then the robot mode looks so much like G One Ultra Magnus. That's crazy. And the cab turns into a white Optimus. That is not the same toy as the Voyager Optimus in the line. It's crazy. It's a completely different Optimus. Uh, I'm weighing it. This Ultra Magnus to me is the highlight of the whole thing. And part of that, like having the rid uh, truck cab with even more of a weird indent in the front. I'm yeah. I'm loving it because it's the only vehicle mode I'm seeing so far that is actually satisfying my needs for a quote unquote alien vehicle mode. Because uh, it's yeah, it's tall I mean, and these weird. These are just more like chunky earth cars <laughs> i mean like sideswipe vehicle mode is basically a fakey fake lamborghini without paint on the roof like <laughs> in part because his robot mode is straight up g1 sideswipe so it's like well we need the hood chest we need the legs to have a big red br- brick on the back with a wheel and it's like oh we we actually can't have him do anything but turn into three quarters of g1 sideswipe in his vehicle mode uh don't yeah. paint the roof give him a weird alien roof <laughs> yeah uh well i just like going back to the to the rid ultra magnus for any design cue i think it's pretty cool yeah it's a one of my favorite shapes from that line like i and also to alien it up by just making the give it this giant t-shaped cockpit window like i'm loving that uh because that also means that the the small robot mode doesn't have peck windows he has a big t-shaped visor on his chest which sets him a little bit more apart from you know your classic optimus prime which uh with this voyager prime is very much just g1 optimus in many ways uh apparently the highlight of the voyager optimus is that it's going to be very poseable uh, which you know that's cool that's a that's a way to sell me on it more um 
also when, when i saw the physical copy like on that table i noticed some other alien things it does which i think are hilarious the headlights instead of being horizontal are vertical <laughs> it's like it's just all these teeny tiny changes to go like no it's an alien truck we turn the headlights 90 degrees and put boxes on the roof uh one other thing i really wanted to mention by the way so the weaponizers apparently are coming with effect parts so like lionizer is a little lion who turns into a sword and he comes with a removable sword swish uh effect piece a lot of the ones that turn into guns are going to come with uh like fire blazy stuff you can stick on the barrels to look like there's actually shots coming out of them and all these effect parts appear to be removable and i I think that's awesome i i love good effect parts uh and the idea that there might be like a universal barrel size and all the guns you can just put effect parts on them at will i'm a hundred percent into i think that's one of the actually one of the coolest things of this line um that it's it's neat to see the micromasters again too i just and i don't know i've been trying to figure out if i'm being unfair the MicroMasters not having elbows but having hips and knees is making me way less excited about them. And I think it's be- uh, okay. because so many really good two-inch tall action figures have been coming out over the years. And if I leave out ones aimed at adult collectors, the the Megablocks minifigures have been doing fully posable two-inch tall figures for, for years now. And so I'm, I'm kind of let down at the look of how the MicroMasters seem to be like really posable from the waist down, but then like just a universal shoulder at best and maybe a neck joint um i i don't know i think it's because at first i thought that uh what's the police car one called i'm thinking of his, his japanese name uh stakeout i thought stakeout had elbows in the first picture i saw and i was just flipping out and then i got a closer look and i'm not flipping out as much uh i don't mind it it's just like it feels like it's one step away from being like some of the best transformers I'm going to see this year, as far as like my own taste, which is bang for your buck. So, you know, I'll get over it. Um, and also they showed, they showed a hound, they showed uh cog, which is, I think worth talking about on his own, um, in a bit, but Seth, uh, have you got any thoughts on what you're seeing here with, Cy- with, uh, I almost said cyberverse with siege. <sighs> um, I like it. I like what I'm seeing so far um it's got me more interested than than the current line um it's just it almost seems disappointing that they're supposed to be cybertronian vehicles because they all got wheels and stuff apparently (laughs) someone asked this and they said at the panel that there will be hover cars as well but i'm also like okay Okay, that's fine you could have shown one right like (laughs) They look too human. Yeah. They look too Earth vehicle. Like, they're not alien enough yeah. uh, for me. Like, if if the story of this line was, it's 10 years from now. Like, it's in the near future, if you want to be less specific. Then I totally get it. And be yeah. like, oh, yeah, these, these look like sci-fi versions of cars that actually exist. I think um, I think laying these out as Cybertronian vehicles is actually the biggest fumble of this line because yeah. I thought maybe it was just me, but talking to people at TFCon, talking to to folks, uh, you know, when these pictures dropped, talking to you, it's like clearly a lot of us have a different idea of what Cybertronian specifically means for vehicle modes. 
because I agree with you. If you just told me this was generic future vehicle, I would not have this critique. It's where they're like, they're Cybertronian. I just look at that Optimus and I'm just going like, then then y'all maybe you're kind of cowards because that th- there are zero risks taken on that Optimus Prime vehicle mode for what you're telling me here. <laughs> yeah, well, and look at the MicroMaster Autobot race car patrol. That's the problem I mean, part. The, I'm like, I'm sorry. Who are these yeah, supposed those, to be? <laughs> yeah, those look, well, they look even less alien than any of the other ones. I mean, I mean what, they what just look like little car? cars. What is a police car yeah. with the word police written on the side in Cybertronian glyphs? Uh, yeah, they're not alien enough. I mean, Ironhide is close. Yeah um hound looks like just a big army truck like i yeah it looks like something i have seen down at the armory um cog is crazy ass shape so i guess cog is the most alien looking um chromia looks cool like that's a cool vehicle so so um, i got i got a problem with chromia chromia works chromia is of a, course you got a problem you got a problem because it's a woman it's, and you got a problem with women she she's a retool patriarchy of the fembot combiner limb that came out in power of the primes so a i've seen that vehicle mode now twice and i was real hyped to see they were doing it up as chromia because i was like all right sweet i can i can add her to the team with alita one she very specifically has had all her combiner stuff removed while still having the giant backpack that housed all the combiner stuff in her robot mode so i'm like you you very specifically made me as uninterested in this Chromia as I could possibly be by removing the big draw that I thought was in that toy. <laughs> uh, so I like, I do like that, that vehicle mode a lot. I liked it a lot when I saw it a year ago on, on when they revealed moon racer and everyone said that they hated yeah. it. So I'm, I'm down for I'm, I'm, I'm into the Chromia for the most part. I'm just still really mad that they got rid of the most interesting part of the figure. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, apparently she has removable grenades now, whatever that means. So that's, that's interesting. Well, you, you, they're grenades and you could remove. Like, where are they? I don't. They're removed. Oh, holy crap. You're right. They got me. <laughs> <laughs> clever, clever bastards. They got me. Um, I think not enough people are talking about that Ironhide because, that's also quietly the best Ironhide Deluxe we've gotten in like ten years. Yeah, like when's the last time we had a good Ironhide? It's when er- most everyone hated the Universe One. <laughs> I love the Universe One. I like that toy too. Oh, enough people don't, and enough people yell at me when I say it's okay that I'm pretty sure we're in the minority. Uh, the way that plate of like robot bits. F- flips up and covers the inside of the window i got your back brilliant i got your back i think that toy was fine i think it's like i think it has flaws that can be pointed out i think people took those flaws 10 times harder than i feel was was justifiable um but i I think this iron hide is categorically a better looking toy um and i think it works like like if you were to tell me this was an earth mode iron hide i'd buy it because it's just like yeah he's he's just a beefier cup basically like what if you took whatever cup scanned off. and oh, then I'm back. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Did you have a did you have a little a little one of them one of them hiccups? Yeah, like you you silonned and then it was quiet for several seconds and then I tried refreshing a page and it said no internet connection oh. and then you reappeared. <laughs> okay. Then you came back and then the website loaded. Cat came back the very next day. 
Uh, oh, I see what happened. Um, I have two uh, available Wi-Fi connections in my house. Oh, you f- and for some reason, my computer decided to use the other one. <laughs> Time to change. This one's yeah, dirty. Just went, oh, we're doing this one now. This one smells. So, why, why? Why? The other one was working. Why would you switch? Nope. Why, why would you switch away from the one that works 95% of the time to the one that works 20% I don't of the like time, it. you bastard? I don't like it anymore. It's no good. <laughs> Changing. Flip. Um, I want to also talk about... I want, so, so, so Ironhide, the one other thing about him that I think isn't featured well enough, I saw in one of the case photos, you see, you see that like rocket launcher weapon he has? Yes. I saw at least one picture, and you can see the pin that's on that thing the head of that rocket launcher can flip forward to turn it into a basically a warhammer and i really like the idea of a warhammer where the head of the hammer has six rockets in it because that's ironhide just going like i don't care anymore just hitting you with with rockets loaded into his weapon yeah no and in one of the table pictures you see it in hammer mode yeah that's what i'm thinking of and he has those big blue guns on his shoulders those those are all cog um mm-hmm. i we should talk about cog but i also we the one that i like i wanted to the last deluxe i wanted to, to hit here was was hound uh i think hound actually looks like a, f- a pretty fun toy it's just he is by far alongside optimus like of the deluxes i think hound is the one where i'm like you're you're seriously going to tell me this is a cybertronian vehicle mode <laughs> it's like you you said it seth that is just an army vehicle that's a generic semi-futuristic army vehicle with four big ass wheels and they painted the window green so it looks like it's not a window. Even though it's really clearly a window. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just don't buy it. I'm just like, you. all you had to do was tell me you wanted to make Hound. I wouldn't have yelled at you. You didn't have to, like, play pretend like, oh, it's Alien Hound. It's like, no, it's just, it's Hound. That's all you did. And that's fine. Just, it's <laughs> near future Hound. Just deal with it. Yeah, just don't. These are all near future everything except for Cog. I don't even know what the hell Cog is. Cog Cog's is just dumb. G1 Cog. He's he's the the little like <laughs> he's that that thing that came with Fort Max basically, like the the uh-huh. Fort Max's scamper. Um, but yeah, like like I think Hound looks cool. It's just like Hound is one of those ones where I'm just like, I feel like you're I feel like you're not just you're 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 not just insulting me. You're kind of insulting yourself, telling me this is a Cybertronian vehicle, like. <laughs> I don't get where you're coming from, but that's cool because it still looks cool. It's just I'm not going to sit here and just, and and say what a great alien vehicle mode with headlights and like a roll bar, <laughs> like an implied roll bar. But uh, Cog, they specifically said they felt like Cog was missing from the Fort Max that came out for Titans Return. Uh, in part, I guess because Metroplex did come with a brand new little scamper toy, which is secretly the best part of that whole set uh so this is straight up cog with six guns um functionality so a lot of people are saying how how long do you think it is till we see this guy retooled and repainted a six gun and i'm thinking that's probably going to happen but he's got the whole thing where you can pull him apart into a bunch of weapons uh in the panel on the panel slides they show basically sideswipe wearing him as armor which is pretty darn cool uh the only part of this that kind of lets me down is if you look at his vehicle mode and you look at his robot mode they're just saying when you transform him, pull his arms off and plug them onto his pecs. Like, there's no hinge there. It's just you unplug his arms and then plug them back into the front of his chest like a Power Rangers add-on vehicle. And that's sort of bumming me out a bit because it's like, I get it, you can pull him apart. But also, when you actually are doing that to transform him, it's sort of losing a certain Transformers-ness to the piece. And it's straight up making him feel like a, a a secondary mech from a Super Sentai show. 
uh that's the worst thing i can say about him because otherwise i think it, i think it's it's amazing that that's going to just be a deluxe toy is a weapons pack that forms into a robot uh i'm happy about that precedent being set and i really like the idea of a toy that's just you know can turn into accessories for everyone else um seth it seems like you're just finding him weird as hell uh which is also true yeah i mean i'm I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, and being able to become like additional parts for the other robots is is neat. Like it's it's a different gimmick than we've seen like ever. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Um, I just don't think he himself looks cool. <laughs> um, but if you the 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 play pattern function that he has is new it's unique mm. i got no problem with that i just don't think he looks cool i think it's amazing he's a deluxe and he's not something packed in with like a bigger set uh because it also means for oh they could have made him a build a figure i thought he was going to be a build a figure when i realized i was seeing call all these parts characters could have come with different parts yeah they totally could have screwed everybody over by making them because <laughs> instead what they've done get a build a figure if you like the cog weapons but you also like cog it's like hey guess what you can just buy a second cog to keep in one piece and then you can split the other cog up to be weapons and stuff uh if you're a customizer and you have custom ideas for cog you don't have to buy a friggin you know city bot or whatever that he comes with like it you know they is it's a it's a nice and also smart decision i think to make him a separate thing i think it's also a risk uh like I think Cog by himself is a hard sell, and I think a lot like he's kind of being carried on the back of doing six guns gimmick, of of splitting into a bunch of weapons. And even then, I could see a lot of older fans who still do mainline stuff going like, "Oh, I just want Ironhide. I, I don't really care about a dude who can be guns for Ironhide." Um, to which I do want to sit that person down and kind of go like, "Dude, but but it's a robot that turns into guns." Ironhide could wear Cog and then be armored Ironhide. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think that we've kind of touched on everything they showed from Siege. Uh, I will say, like, everyone is really greebly. Like, there's a distinct lack of, of smooth surfaces on a lot of these toys. Um, oddly enough, I think it's at its worst on Chromia. Chromia is just the one who's unfortunately carrying a whole lot of my ire here. Because I, I like Moonracer. And, you know, once I pick her up, I'm sure I'm going to like Firestar a lot. And I just feel like Chromia is a subpar retool of a better toy that did more. Uh, and it doesn't help that Chromia is also covered in greebly stuff. Uh, and in her vehicle mode, I think it, it makes the vehicle mode look worse than Moonracer's. Because, uh, like, that that is a sleek, cool vehicle mode. And when it's covered in lines and stuff, it just, I don't know, feels like the skin's been removed from the vehicle. And, like, I'm seeing all the tendons and sinews and stuff, and it's just weird. I'm also saying for the record, I'm probably going to end up buying Chromia anyway for all the stuff I'm saying. So whatever, you know, I can I can eat it. But uh, yeah, the the MicroMasters look look very much like the same mentality that brought us a lot of the last couple years of toys. It's G1 with some more joints. Uh, I saw people musing that these look like they have waist joints. And I think that's pretty cool. I would I would actually really like it if it was a waist joint where the head is locked pointing forward, but you can rotate the torso left and right with the shoulders, because then you can actually make use of the waist joint. If there's no neck joint but a waist joint, then they're really stuck for posing options. Um, 
in my opinion anyway. And uh, and and that optimism is growing on me, especially hearing that he's going to be so poseable. I think that that makes him way more interesting. Uh, I like I like a good poseable robot. Um, Seth, last question I guess for you about this stuff that we haven't really touched on. How do you feel about the part where they want to have like uh, grime and scratched up battle damage and stuff on all the toys, like dry brushing uh, and things? Well, in these pictures, I think it looks good. Um, maybe that's one of the things that is throwing me with Cog, is Cog's clean. Yeah, and I, I wonder how much of this battle damage, you know, across the board is being represented well, given that these these all look also really hand-painted. Yeah. Um. So, like, obviously the battle damage might be looking a lot better than it may in production. Although, Studio Series Grimlock looks incredible, and he's covered in, in weathering, so... They might have cracked a code with him that they're applying to these now, but I, I don't. Well, like, huh? I was going to say, I, I just I don't feel like we're really seeing an accurate representation of how they're going to look, like when they're done, quite yet. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm not against any of it. Um, some of the placement on some of them I really like, like in Chromia's vehicle mode, like how in this slide photo, it's like that front edge. Yeah like looks cool it kind of implies that like she goes so fast that like the wind is like peeling the paint off the the the, the front edges she's probably um, also just it, like that's a really good placement it, it also kind of looks like she's she's just like oh there's some decepticons what am i going to do what if i just drive into them really fast yeah uh she she looks like she don't take no crap uh, I, I also yeah, like the, I like how on Ironhide a lot of his scuffing is like it looks like he just like friggin steps on people like it's on on his feet going up. Yeah, and it's along that bottom edge of his torso. Yeah. Also, like it it's good. I, like in Chromia, I think the placement looks great for a vehicle. On Ironhide, I think it looks great for his robot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. With Hound, it's a similar thing. It seems to be all down on his legs pretty much. Um. So yeah, it, it could be really cool. Um, Ultra Magnus looks fairly well. No, the yeah along the bottom of his like bumper, yeah, looks like it's a bit chewed up. But he looks more clean than some of the others. I'm so um, into the shape of that like white Optimus Prime smaller robot mode. Uh, like I think to be honest, I think if I like when I pick that figure up, if that robot mode's pretty poseable, like I might be picking that as his main robot mode over the armored version. Uh, it just looks so good, um, yeah. with that huge window chest. Like I, I love it. Yeah, because even if this the the weathering is fairly subtle as it is in these pictures, um, it, it's just a little extra than we've ever had before, as far as like, um, using paint conceptually. I think. Yeah. Um. So it it just gives it a little more of a feeling of of a uh, being a higher tier toy. Mm. Yeah, it, it makes it feel like it's a doubling down on the fact that Generations is the older kids adult collector line that they're doing basically. Yeah, um, it's like a it's it's not like a full blown premium thing. Like it, it would need more paint. For it to have like a feeling of being premium, yeah. But it's it's more of that than we typically get, yeah. 
and and like in general like the line looks like it's going to be fun like this there's a big focus on just like arming up robots with weaponry and i i I think that's a really cool thing to see where the weaponry the gimmick of the weaponry is it all at most like transforms a bit like the the voyager optimus kind of boring that they're like oh it's optimus better give him an axe and then like the axe just seems to turn into a thing that sits on the back of the, the vehicle mode and and also like i think that a big ass hammer would have been a way cooler weapon for this optimus prime design but like it looks like it's going to be fun to mess with all this stuff, and I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not, you know, the lack of combiners is making me uh, not wanting to like rush out to grab it. Like it's going to be like a line I pick up as it comes out. But Ultra Magnus looks like a money toy, and and you know, it, it just looks it looks really fun. So I'm, I'm I'm into it for the most part. It's just like I said, my biggest critique of the whole line that and I, that I would agree with when people bring it up is it's just also not. It's imaginative as a baseline, but it's not as uh, wildly imaginative as I feel like he could have done with the setting. But also, we'll see what Wave 2 looks like. This is the line where they said, hey, if we do a wheeljack in next year's generations, uh, he's going to look like he did in More Than Meets the Eye Episode 1. So clearly, they're going to be working in some kooky hover cars at some point, and I'm probably going to really dig those if they're on the same level of quality and, and design ideas as these things. Um, and Seth, that brings us to the thing I forgot to talk about at the top of this whole thing. They also are doing fresh G1 reissues. Uh, that's right. And some of these are actually out in Canada. The mini bots that they're reissuing have been found in Canada already. Um, the main thing about those to know is that they're based on the encore molds, which means Bumblebee has that new cartoon Bumblebee head they did on like the plate that his head is on. (laughs) Um, and also, two of the minibot reissues are Swerve and Tailgate, which uh, Toku Chris of Toku Nation pointed out quite rightly shows that the comics are still having an impact. The comic, the current comic books are the only reason why anyone would ever care about G1 Tailgate and Swerve. <sighs> so it's it's really cool that those two are, are getting to be part of that first wave of minibot reissues. Um, but that's not all they're reissuing. They're also doing Hot Rod. They're doing Starscream. And then this is the one I'm actually quite excited about. Uh, for 75 bucks, um, they're going to be doing a G1 Constructicons gift set for G1 Devastator. How much? Uh, 75 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, and it's a box set that looks like the old yeah. box set. And Yeah, it does. And if there is a G1 <laughs> combiner set of all the G1 combiners, the one of those sets I think anyone of any age should lay hands on, it is Devastator. That is a that is a not just a classic toy, that is an iconic piece of toy engineering that that's like the roots of that lay in a whole lot of stuff that came since uh the scramble combiners are are way more of the the thing that happened regularly but devastator there's so much about that set of six toys that is like both unique to devastator and also like is some of the the roots of a lot of cool toys that came since and also they're all small they're all pocket sized they're super i think super kid friendly um i am ecstatic at the idea that like in in a couple months everyone can have a devastator who wants one uh yeah i'm I'm so into that as a reissue like starscream and rodimus have been reissued before the mini bots have been reissued before and and obviously maybe that's why i'm not as excited but like devastator in north america as a reissue gift set is just such a cool thing uh i'm, I'm gushing a bit but seth how you feeling about it no it's cool like the the devastator is the one i would most likely be getting out of all of this like i already have 
all the mini bots. I already have multiple star screams, um, Rodimus's and, but like, um, the, the out of box pictures of the star scream reminded me of, uh, the whole debate and, uh, disappointment when, uh, the, the Seekers were first reissued in the U.S., the U.S. version of the reissues with the long missiles. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that already. <laughs> uh, yeah, people being bummed with the long missiles. And it's like, well, I yeah. already spent twice as much to get the Japanese version, so I'm set. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get something for this one. I'm going to say it. I think of all these toys being Uh-oh. reissued, uh, the Constructicons are also way cooler toys than Rodimus or the Seekers or the Minibots. I think the Seeker mold is interesting, but the Seeker mold has aged terribly since the 80s, let alone since the last time it was reissued. Rodimus is an interesting toy, but, like, you know, he's 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 a Carter robot. The Minibots are, are you know, neat trinkets. But, like, I think the, the Constructicon, the G1 Constructicons are one of those G1 toys that held on to something over the years where they still, they maintained a sort of fascination to me. Uh, not just because they combine, but, like, as individual toys, I think that they're, they, they have a lot in common with, like, uh, GoBots and Machine Robo in that it's a, it's a really nice-looking palm-sized vehicle with a really decent transformation into a, you know, a nicely identifiable robot. Like, they, they are excellent retro toys. Well, they also combine different. That too, that too. Like, that's a whole yeah, thing too. Yeah, they're not a Scramble City set, so they're they're more unique. And you can you can plug all the combiner mush onto the vehicle modes to give them, like, weaponized vehicle modes, which is also super cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for that Devastator reissue. I, I have not cared about about reissues for years. G1 toys often don't do much for me, but, like, I'm, I'm down. For, I think part of it is I also never had a completed G1 in green Devastator. I always had a G2 Devastator. Um, and after the Combiner Wars one, Unite Warriors one, I, I'm kind of down for a, a, a G1 green Devastator. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's coming. Uh, the Minibot reissues are already out. Who knows? Maybe that Devastator's already shipping. Maybe it's already in warehouses. We'll see. Um, I think that about hits most of the main stuff I wanted to hit from, uh, from San Diego Comic-Con. Obviously, if we, if we miss something huge... Let me know in the thread, uh, and I'll, I'll try to catch up on that uh, the episode after this. But, Seth, was there anything else you really wanted to hit um, from San no, Diego? I think we covered most everything. All right. I know you've been busy and also uh, under the weather, but was there anything from San Diego you saw outside of Transformers that, that was really jumping at you? Um, damn. I don't. I know there was. I remember seeing something on Twitter thinking that was rad but i forget what it was i know the feeling because i'm i'm actually having that moment oh well too. there's that there's that second round of um black panther figures oh yeah they're getting a whole nother wave yeah uh yeah i I'm, i was really happy to see that because i remember we were all talking about if only black panther could get another wave because they have the characters to carry it and like, yeah. lo and behold <laughs> yeah i think that was what i was trying to remember yeah um there were some other like there's some other interesting looking things i'm just hitting toy arc um just to do a quick flip through uh like there was a lot of cool looking marvel Legends stuff um you know there's that kingpin build a figure that looks pretty cool uh i like old-timey kingpin 
Yeah. Um, oh, there was something else for me, too, though, that was jumping out at me. Was there something He-Man that was interesting? There was some... I think uh, they, they're doing a 1-6 scale He-Man line. Um, Emiliano Santalucia, I believe, had a hand in it because he was putting up teasers before mm. then for the Merman that they showed. Like a 12 inch scale. I don't think I saw those. Yeah, they're they're doing one six guys. Uh, Look pretty nice. Oh, one six. I was thinking one twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to be too big for me. And uh, Diamond Select is doing a John Wick that looks pretty good. It's just like it's Diamond Select, so I have a very low ceiling on what I expect out of that toy, which means I don't really want to pay thirty bucks for one when it might not really do all that much. Uh, but it is a John Wick toy. It comes with his dog. It has a really good-looking head sculpt. Um, I'm, I'm having a flip through now because I'm really sure I saw some other cool stuff. Like San Diego seemed pretty loaded this year. Uh, there's there's a bunch of Star Wars Black Series stuff they announced. Just none of it was really hitting me outside of the things we already knew. I mean, they're doing uh, six inch black scale Chopper. Uh, that makes me happy. I like Chopper a lot. They're also doing Ezra Bridger, which I guess they have to. Um, I find him wildly uninteresting, even though I did love that show. <laughs> he is one of the better Jedi characters in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. He's a character I wish I liked more. He's, uh, he, uh, if like not being an expert in Disney cartoons, he felt to me like a character who was, by the nature of what the cartoon is, he was the one who had to kind of be static for a lot of the show. Like he had big character changes and character moments. But I just found him so wildly unengaging compared to the rest of the cast of that show. Um, oh, the big one for me. Uh, there's a one twelve scale Hellboy coming out that's being done by Sentinel, which means it's Hellboy. He looks totally Mike Mignola as far as the aesthetic. And Sentinel then did very clever stuff to jam pack him with articulation uh, and like a soft goods trench coat. And I, I want that figure a whole lot. Uh, I think that thing looks awesome. Um... There's the John Wick that Diamond is doing, waiting to see Mezco's. I think that about covers it, really, for San Diego toy stuff that, that I was super duper into. Um, I think I had a flip through, uh, what's it, through um, the new wrestler figures, because I always like seeing if there's any really funny head sculpts, but I can't remember anything jumping out mm-hmm. at me. Uh, Storm Collectibles showed a whole lot more Mortal Kombat. They actually showed painted prototypes for Katana and and Melina. So they have now officially taken one more step towards me believing that those will actually come out. Uh, They also showed a bajillion more repaints of their ninja figure. Um, They showed Mortal Kombat 3 Sub-Zero, which is kind of neat. And they showed the Goro that they put up pre-orders for. I found the thing I was thinking of. Okay. So Seth, you remember how... Machine Robo and GoBots are a thing. And there's there's yes. that company doing those really cool Machine Robo designs based on the Revenge of Kronos, where they, they look like really cool anime GoBots, basically. Um, yes. Tamashi Nation showed this pair of toys where it's, it's Bandai's take on Machine Robo. Now, bear in mind, in Machine Robo, Bike Robo, uh, whose toy went on to be used for Psykill, Bike Robo yes. was was not really a thing. He's just a gen- he was kind of a generic young hero character. This this new pair of toys, one of them uh, a lot of people are saying looks like Turbo, uh, the red car looking dude. I think it looks like a a really cool just car transforming robot. Um he also kind of reminds me of the triple changing machine robo character Triple Jim. Like he doesn't have the same shapes, but there's something about him that feels like he could have like a clutched in like aquatic or aerial mode. But then there's the bike robo, 
where this toy looks like Bandai going, okay, so we can't do GoBots. We can't do Revenge of Kronos. We have Machine <laughs> Robo, and the Americans all like to think about Psykill. We can't do Psykill. So what they did is they <laughs> no. they did this insanely evil look. This looks like if Psykill died and got brought back to life. Uh as a hell robot like i think it looks awesome yeah but there's this whole aspect to it where i'm also like y'all can't do GoBots legally and y'all don't have the really cool rom stall series machine robo license so it's, i don't know there's something about this this is like a borderline third party figure in that this is machine robo but clearly is supposed to be something they don't have the license for uh, I also really want to see whatever the hell its bike mode looks like. Because <laughs> I think it's going to be, it's going to, I think it looks super cool. I want to pick it up. Uh, it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> and it looks so knowingly like, like, oh, GoBots are a thing right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Seth, how are you feeling about, about these two things they kind of showed off out it's... of nowhere? It's ridiculous. Isn't it? Isn't it <laughs> do you see? It's too much. Do you see the demon face on the side yes. of his legs? Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's anime demon nonsense. And just, the best part is they cannot call it Psykill. They cannot make reference to Psykill. So in a vacuum. This is them taking a, a an insane creative decision with a near background character from Machine Robo, and I love it. <laughs> um, um, I did remember something that I saw pictures of all right. that I'm hyped for. It's something that I've I was aware of already and have been aware of for quite a long time. Um, but it was just exciting to see more new pictures of Mezco One Twelve Popeye. Yes. Man, I can't wait for that Popeye. I'm hyped for that toy. <laughs> I love that. Th that thing is like a friggin' that's like mutant, like real life Marvel Universe Popeye. That's like, what if there was a man whose muscles just reacted to the consumption of spinach? <laughs> but in real life. Uh, yeah, I'm so down for that thing. Every time people talk yeah, smack it's, on it's it, it's I just wonderful. Every time people talk smack on it, I want to buy a second one because screw them. How can you not like this yeah, thing? Screw them. It's, it's, it's a beautiful boy. Yeah. I can't wait to get it. Uh, also, I found uh, the toy arc shots of the 1-6 scale He-Man stuff. They showed He-Man, Faker, Merman, and Skeletor uh, at 1-6 scale. I had not seen the He-Man, Faker, or Skeletor yet. I'm, I'm actually really into this Skeletor. He comes with a friggin' cosmic key and a dope... Just stupid looking toy head. Do you see the toy head on that skeleton? Right, I'm trying to get to it. Oh my god, I didn't see this thing. You need to see this toy head. Tell me when you get the skeleton. Oh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Do you see that toy head? <laughs> <laughs> Look into its eyes. <laughs> oh my god, I'm into that. I didn't even see these Mondo 1-6 Shredder and Foot Elite Ninja Turtle things either. Those things look baller, too. I want that Shredder. Uh, but that Skeletor is... So, uh, isn't the Cosmic Key from the movie? Yeah. And this is in no way movie-style Skeletor. Oh, no. This is... And then, isn't that weird 
dog-ish alien thing from like the Christmas special. Yep. This with, <laughs> with the meme. So if you want the meme, this is all my favorite Skeletor things. Like, I'm not nice. Yeah. This is this is hitting all my favorite Skeletor things. This actually looks like a really cool figure. I I think I want to pick this up. Uh, if I get any of them, it's going to be Skeletor because I have like this accidental small Skeletor collection. But are you going to be are you going to um, be a true hero and put the good head on him? We'll see. <laughs> like these are weird. Like so, some of the accessories are so weird because it's like they're sculpted and painted in this more realistic kind of way with these more realistic faces. And then you get like the weird little alien dog in this weird limbless <laughs> elephant trunk thing. <laughs> it's really oh, weird. Crap. It's like He-Man comes with a third Skeletor face yeah. and a toy He-Man head. What the hell? Yeah, it's the the accessories are bizarre. I love this. This is like <laughs> this is more interesting than what classics became. Like this, like these aesthetic pastiches. Faker has the stupid tampograph on his chest. You can see it under the armor. Like the dumbass. Like we just spray painted a computer panel onto his pecs because he's a robot. And he has the Terminator face. What the hell? I like this a lot. Oh my god. I, I hadn't looked at these closely at all. I had only seen Merman. Yeah, Merman doesn't seem to come with anything crazy. No, he just has big scary eyes. And crazy weapons. Yeah. I like this a lot. I would pass up on that Shredder for these for that Skeletor, though, I think, if I was really making a call. Like, that Shredder looks cool, but that Shredder is just a dude. Like, that Skeletor is an experience. <laughs> and if i need to get that he-man to get the full experience with that uh, that demonic face then i guess i gotta pick up that he-man <laughs> yeah hopefully these aren't crazy expensive i hope that they, they look like big action figures more than one six toys so i'm hoping that makes them not very expensive compared to like a hot toys yeah. thing oh if they're like they can't possibly be like hot toy price then super sevens lost their damn minds. I, I should i guess i was wrong it's not super seven it's mondo who are doing all these mondo's lost their yeah. damn minds well mondo's done other like big oversized figures in the past that seemed more expensive than they were worth like the, didn't they do the big giant um like kenner style star wars figures they did though i believe those were arguably like art pieces more than toys and then they, they've put out like they got that uh the one six scale animated batman and mr freeze coming out that seemed to be more like a little more reasonable um they, and they did that iron giant like all their stuff is kind of kind of expensive for what it is but then like they do a lot of paint work like i got a feeling like the he-man toys are going to actually have all that shading on them uh -huh. um and it, it, you should check out their mr freeze because like that guy straight up has like cell shading on him that looks really good um oh these are these are all falling into the realm of like these are things i would like to pick up i'm gonna say here when i'm hyped oh, i'm picking this up and then when they actually come out who knows maybe i won't like that's what happened with with uh what's it with that that super seven uh laughing prince adam like that thing went up for order but then i looked at it and i was like even with shipping, and even if I ship it to an American, like, that's taking it out of the price point where I actually want... Like, I don't think I like the meme enough to want to spend that much on it. Yeah, no, I do not like the meme enough. <laughs> uh, 
like these these are not, these go beyond a meme is what i'll say so maybe there's a better chance for them but even like that lego voltron just came out and the more i look at it the more i'm like i think the part i like the most about that would be building it and i don't think i want to spend the money to experience that right now oh here the price point for these things is 160 uh, i'm just i'm finding another cab- cabinet sean mm. skeletor comes with a giant mm. cape i'm and like that's that's making it feel and if they're that painted mm. it's feeling like 160 is gonna mm. i'm gonna have to see how i feel when they actually come out yeah it's gonna be a while it's on the I lower like that popeye isn't supposed to be until november yeah th- these are these are quarter one next year when they're coming out uh pre-order in september ships q1 2019 so i don't know I would like to get on on these. I just I feel like they're going to be a thing where if I have like I don't know like Big Bad Store credit or something or like I mean I don't think I'm going to pre-order these. Like it's going to be I'm in the right place at the right time. But that said, what I thought these I was worried these were going to be like 200. 160 is on the border. If they were 120, I would pre-order them. I think. I'd even take them less painted for 120. Oh man, whatever. This isn't a He-Man podcast. We gotta, we gotta move on. It reminds me, um, I saw the best name for a podcast that I hadn't thought of. Cast. Uh, it was a Voltron oh. podcast. Uh, the Voltron Twitter account was advertising it. It's a pretty, pretty darn good name for a Voltron podcast. It was called Form Podcast. Oh. I'm like, that's not bad. That's a pretty. I get it. That's pretty good. Um. Also, and I'll form the podcast is what I was thinking, but that's way longer. Yeah, you take that idea and just go form podcast. Uh, the the Mister Freeze they're doing also. So they this is one last thing. The, Blazing podcast that one six animated Batman Mondo is doing. One of his accessories was the chicken soup canister from the Mister Freeze episode, and the whole thing was uh-huh. like, why is he coming with this? And so a the second figure they're doing is Mr. Freeze. B, Mr. Freeze comes with extra parts to represent when Batman cracked the chicken soup can over his head and busted his helmet and all the steam came out. There's a cracked helmet. There's a steam effect. There's a, like, beat up Mr. Freeze Wait, face. Who's, who's making that? Mondo. I gotta look for pictures of that because I, I like that Mr. Freeze. I'll show you. There's. I'll find the big bad page because they show the the chicken soup injured Mister Freeze as well. Uh, that's that's one. He's he, that one's 130 bucks. I should say as well. I'm. I'm that's what. Is that that's 12 inches also? Yep. Nah, that's too big. Here, I sent you. I sent you the link. I mean, in this case, I would say consider it as it's more. This is a friggin' cool representation of like possibly the best episode of that whole series. I'm just so the thing I want to know about these Mondo one six scale animated toys is how well will the articulation work? Because I got burned by those DC Direct toys over time, and I don't want to go through that again. But also, this thing looks super friggin' cool. Um. Anyway, we talked a lot about San Diego Comic Con. Let's close up on a little bit of what we got this week. Uh, I went looking for new Transformers. I have found none. I found a new studio series at EB Games. But until the end of August, I can get them cheaper if I find them at Toys R Us with the coupons. So I'm kind of holding out for now. Um, I did lay hands on a Predaking. Not mine, but I was messing with a Predaking for a while last week. And I think that toy is super cool. I want to pick one up. 
uh, on discount, but I want to pick one up. Uh, the, tr- the, the combination sequence is the highlight of that set, and it's really good. Uh, it's a super cool ideas for how to get the, the Predacons to combine. Um, and it, it's... Did the store get mad that you just opened the box and pulled them out so you can mess with them? It's okay. I told them I'm, I'm famous, <laughs> and then they, and I threatened them as well. I was... I'm professional. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Stand back, please. And I told them, like, you'll regret it if you throw me out of here. And then after the... Don't you know who I am? After they threw me out, I said, you're going to regret doing that. And I said, you'll rue the day. Um, oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's how they know they're screwed. Yeah. And then I also said, I curse you and I curse your families. Uh, and a plague upon your houses. They, they had locked the door by this point, but I know they could hear me. Um, so I didn't find any new. Tr- could, could they hear you over the police sirens in the distance? They, they, <laughs> Good that we're getting closer. No, I mean, I, I mean, I heard them say he's not even worth the phone call, but I know they were actually scared of me oh. and, and my clout. Um, so I didn't, I didn't find any transformers. Well, they were scared that the cops would take your side. That's, right. That's why they didn't call the yeah, cops. This, he's famous. This guy. <laughs> he said that you'll rue the day and mark his words. You should listen to him. Uh. But I didn't actually buy a Predaking. I only messed with one. Seth, did you find any Transformers this week? No. I didn't think so. Also, I haven't been to Target in a while. So I mean, I haven't had opportunity to look. At a certain point, right, when your your local stores get nothing new, you kind of hit this point of like, how much do I want to make the trip? Yeah. How much do I want to just wait and hope that increases the chances next time that there's something new? Yeah, and th- this last weekend was recovering from uh, infections. Yeah. Uh, being a completely lazy piece of garbage on Sunday. And uh, then, oh no, sun. okay, Saturday was a D&D in the morning. Yeah. And then a, uh, a birthday party in, in the evening, uh, which also had uh, D&D drama bleed into I it. I caught that. And then Sunday morning was the continuation of the D&D drama. Um, my girlfriend and I left the game <laughs> on Saturday thinking uh, we were kind of rushed at the end because time was running out and we had to go. Um, we kind of had to rush through this battle. But uh, it seemed like everyone had a good time, and a lot, there was a lot of laughing and joking. And then we find out that everyone uh, was actually super pissed. <laughs> and uh, after we left, things got really hot. Oh, no. <laughs> and and now our uh, gaming group is two people smaller. Was this on the back of I rip up my character sheet in protest? No. Okay. Um, it's probably better if I tell you off Mike. No worries. But- Just because there's names and I don't think any of those people listen. So it's not like I'm worried about the drama bleeding over, but it's like also once it's kind of, it was like away from the table. Yeah. And some of it is kind of more personal for people. Oh. It's, it, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be broadcasting it. That is, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really sad that your gaming group ended up with a big, like, you know, drama boil like that on the side of its face. Like, that's yeah. that's unpleasant. Well, and, the, and... the nice thing is we weren't part of it. Yeah, so. I, mean, <laughs> it, I mean, that's that's the silver lining, right? Is, like, you guys left feeling, yeah, this is all great. And then, like, the next day you're like, excuse me? <laughs> 
another bonus uh, positive thing uh, involving it is we had eight players and a DM. That is too many people. Mm. That is way, way too many people. So now we have two less. Uh, that that makes six players. That is more reasonable. Um, I am surprised that one of the people involved in all the drama wasn't asked to not come back. Mm. Um, it's complicated. And I think this person will eventually either disappear on their own or uh, continue to push the envelope and eventually get disinvited. Uh, then we'll have a reasonable five-person group. Yeah, it it sucks <laughs> to have that kind of power hanging over what should be, you know, just a good time. Uh, so I feel for you. That's on that's yeah. so that sort of stuff is unpleasant. I've I have not had that in like a tabletop group, but I've had versions of that like back in City of Heroes days when you know I I got to know people who it turns out super hated each other, uh, and then you kind of get to be in between all of that. Uh, it's unpleasant. Um, and it's kind of a waste of your time too, when it's like these two people really hate each other and, <laughs> and for reasons that I think are stupid. And I, and if I explain that they both get mad at me, eventually it's like, maybe I'm just going to put a distance between myself and both of you until y'all cool off. And thankfully that did happen in my case, but yeah, because it was like, we left the game, we went home for about an hour then we headed over to the birthday thing, and as we're pulling up to that, I get an email like the DM posted on Facebook. Oh, cool! What's went, this? Oh, must be cool. Oh, he must have posted how much experience we got because that usually happens. Like we're in a scramble to get out, yeah. and he hasn't added up experience, and he posted. I'm like, oh, let's see what he wrote. Oh, it's like eight paragraphs of rage, <laughs> saying that the campaign is over forever. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, oh, my girlfriend's like, what? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, let me start reading you this. And she's like, what the hell? <laughs> so let me tell you, this is where my brain would go immediately. This is how I work. My immediate reaction would be, oh, no, it's because I left early and that made him, it turns out that made him mad. I shouldn't have left early. Oh, I feel so bad about this. I'm sure the rage paragraphs cleared it up afterwards, but. Well, what? What kind of irritated me was he basically called everybody out for something, but he didn't directly call people out. Is this a so it was it was like up to you to interpret what part was your fault? Isn't this a private Facebook group though? Yeah. So what the... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, I get it now. So like, <laughs> so like the part that was most relative to me is so we were fighting. Um, Yanti, which are like these half snake men. Yeah. And the first person that landed a hit, hit with a sword and blood scored it out and they took um, a little bit of acid damage. So I am not familiar with these creatures. It wasn't something I ever dealt with back in the day and I hadn't read up about them currently. So I, I take a wild guess. I'm like, okay, well, maybe a blunt object like a blunt attack will not cause the blood to squirt out. Hey, my girlfriend's character is a cleric. She has a, a plus one mace that she's only ever used once. She, she usually like stays back out of melee and just messes dudes up with crazy God magic. So I'm going to take her mace. I'll leave her my sword in case she does have to defend herself. Um, but I'll go at it with this mace. Um, 
so I do. I I swap for the mace. I run over. I land a couple hits. Um, DM asks for the damage. I give the damage. He says, is that it? I go, yeah. Um, my turn's over. And I'm like, okay, cool. I That worked. I, I didn't get acid splashed. Then the next turn comes around. I hit another one. And he goes, oh, and take 2d6 or 2d4 acid damage. I'm like, what? What? Um, I, I, but I use the mace. He goes, yeah, well, blood still comes out. You take damage. I'm like, oh, okay, well, it didn't before. He goes, well, I made a mistake. Just you take the, just roll the damage. And I'm like, okay, cool, no problem. The two threes, I take six damage. And then, so there was a, a three sentences regarding that, uh. like being questioned about damage, and and it's like I wrote, I wrote back to him, like I sent him a text, like I didn't. I wasn't going to air it out in public. I was just like, hey, man, like, <laughs> this is what happened. And I basically wrote what I explained. You know, I I took a guess. I thought I had guessed right. Then when you told me to take damage, I was confused. But as soon as you clarified it, I was fine. I, I, was, I didn't pout about it. I just did it. So chill out yeah so <laughs> but then the impression i got after the fact was to sort of cover his ass um instead of directly going at the people that he had actual beef with he decided to go at everybody yeah so it, it's kind of like one of those things like, like the the thing in the army where the one screw up in your basic training squad gets the whole squad in trouble. Yeah. Is like kind of, it kind of came off as one of those things. And I was like, all right, well, we weren't part of the drama. Don't drag us into the drama. Yeah. Because you haven't known me very long and you haven't seen the way I handle <laughs> being, being attacked. Like you haven't been in an argument with me. If you want to go down this road, <laughs> you're going to be bummed when you get to the end of it. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. That's the thing that I'm super happy I didn't run into when I decided to pick up the, the card game hobby. And I was so freaked out that that thing would be pervasive everywhere. And it's like, obviously, you run into, you know, not even like the bad apple here and there, but even just sometimes like someone who's a little bit intense here and there. Uh -huh. But, like, thank goodness I have yet to run into just the straight-up, like, you know, either the straight-up asshole or the straight-up, like, I have to read between the lines of all the stuff you're saying to figure out if you're mad at me for the way I played my card games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, like, I was telling somebody earlier today on, on the Twitter about it, like, part of the problem, I think, is there's a relatively small pool of players around here. Um. So you're likely to keep encountering people over and over again. Yeah. Um, so if you can't deal with whatever the problem is, like you just stay passive aggressive and let it boil, then you're always going to be miserable. Yeah. Um, and then an another issue is several people in this group work together. So it makes it harder to like really 
tell somebody about it when you do have a problem with <laughs> yeah, them. It might be standing like, and, behind you or something. Yeah. And well, no, because so if you have game drama on the weekend and then you kick this person out of your game and then you have to see them Monday through Friday at work and deal with them professionally. Oh, yeah. Then that's weird. So I think some of these people are allowed to get away with more than they would have if they didn't work together. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's still fun at the end of the day, like that's the main thing. But it's, yeah, it I mean, sucks it to have fun like, while we were playing. It's, it's like it's like um, it's fun when you're doing it, but also the hallway to and from the gaming room is like just la- laden with like thumbtacks and Lego on the floor. Like like that's the way I, I kind of mentally picture it anyway. It's like this yeah. is super fun, except for the part where we have to walk from here to here every single time. <laughs> uh, well, I hope I hope it I hope it picks up. I hope it stays fun for the most part. Did well, you? I mean, apparently, two of the problem people aren't going to be there anymore, yeah. so it should be a little easier to <laughs> fix some things. But one of the problem people is, <laughs> and I got a feeling I know which one is still around, but that's because we've talked about this before. Yeah. Uh, Seth. Off topic, outside of Dungeons and Dragons Adventures, uh, did you get anything uh, else this week? No. Uh, not No. No. Um, I got bullied into a Kickstarter by my girlfriend, so filled out the backer kit this weekend. That was fun. All right. Uh, she just decided, hey, you're backing this Kickstarter um, that I'm super into for dice. And I was like, all right. Happens. It happens. <laughs> well what what happened was it was like she wanted all the dice and i thought some of them looked really cool so then it was like well when it comes time we could just add on a couple extra sets for the ones that i like cool and then she was like you know for the same amount of money you could just back it also and get all the stretch gold rewards and bonus items and i was like but i don't want any of them, <laughs> but I want them. then i'll take them <laughs> if you don't want them so congratulations you are also a backer for the all-in package it's like great <laughs> this did just happen um well i got i got something off topic uh All right. i can talk about i picked it or it, it arrived at least after tfcon uh, I had talked about these before because I did a video for one of the prototypes, or not prototypes, one of the test shots, uh, but I got the production copies of the two Astrobots, oh, and uh, the the packaging is super cool. It's it's a minimalist box. The robot's just in a tray inside. The packaging is very much hugging to the dimensions of the robot, so it's a nice, like, as far as packaging goes, it's a really nice size, and uh, the two boxes are completely unique on all sides. Like, each box is unique to the figure, which is... For, I think in this line, they could have gotten away with a generic box with, like, a sticker on the back. And so it was kind of cool that they went all out with the box printing. Um, and the the two figures, you should look up Astrobots, dear listener, if you haven't already. Um, but the two figures are, are very much the same chassis with different parts. And uh, it's, a, it's a very posable, very beefy uh, 112 scale robot. Um, and it, and the the test shot felt pretty darn good. It just had like a kind of like a loose thumb, basically. Both thumbs, the ball socket joints were a little bit 
hinky. Uh, these production versions feel fantastic. Uh, I plugged in LR44 batteries into their spines so I can light up their eyes, a la uh, Masterpiece Optimus Primal. Um, the gimmick works great. It, they're very good figures. Um, very rightfully sold out of their first run so far. Uh, and hopefully they get another run of these going sooner than later because more people need to get hands on these. Uh, this was originally a uh, 3D printed toy project and then that artist uh, hooked up with Toy Notch and got these produced in production plastic and it's it's just really cool knowing where this stuff came from and that the final result is such a just good base level super solid action figure um, who happens to be 6 inch scale so the, the figure is bigger than 6 inches it's more like 7 or 8 inches but the idea is it's in scale with 6 inch toys um and yeah, it's it's really cool seeing these things finally finished uh, and, and in production. So uh, that's all I got off topic um, this week. Uh, I've been drawing up shopping lists for the next like the next few months of uh, popper format magic card decks I want to put together because they're way less expensive than other formats, but you still get all the really cool gameplay types. So I've been I've been net decking a whole lot and making shopping lists of, of deck lists. Because uh, we played, we, pl- we played, we played some Magic at TFCon. But one of the things we had the most fun with was when I busted out my five Popper decks, and uh, some folks just sort of ran those against each other. And from what I was told, it was very fun, which was what I was hoping. So uh, I want to put a few more of those together. But uh, that's all from me, Seth. It sounds like that's all from you. So yeah. let's say uh, adieu to the dear listener we'll talk to you again later um in the chronological real life timeline i am currently uh blitzing my way through editing all of the tfcon stuff uh so that hopefully you're not hearing this too much longer after we recorded it but um if you haven't checked out the tfcon stuff please do there's two round tables three interviews uh i probably ended up putting most of that up just all in one big splat as i finished it but uh go and check it out if you haven't and uh, until the next time we speak, uh, enjoy your robots, pose your toys, stay safe, and uh, I don't know. I was going to say something about your vitamins, but that, that whole phrase is kind of tainted right now, so I'll just leave it alone. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.